It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Another Misery Monday is upon us. That's right. We are brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Despite a 30-27 to walk-off loss for the Washington football team, you'll hear from Ron Rivera and Chase Young on this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, as certainly Chase Young in the spotlight, not for all the right reasons 30 to 27 the Detroit Lions win they improved to four and five at Ford Field in Detroit the Washington football team drops to two and seven they'll host the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday at one o'clock eastern time at FedEx Field Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming in off of a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers 36 to 10. 36 to 10. They are 2 6 and 1 are the Bengals. Uh, of course the Steelers who are coming up for Washington in a couple of weeks are now 9 and 0. Oh. All right, let's get to it. Uh before we turn you over again to Ron Rivera and Chase Young. So We'll work our way backwards because there was so much going on in this game um, that it's impossible to find a a good starting spot, so we'll just work our way backwards. Matt Prater kicks a 59-yard field goal to win it as time expires, right? That's a great kick. He struggled a little bit this year. He's a big game kicker. He's always kicked a lot of long field goals, had a 53-yarder near the end of the half, and a 59-yarder as time expires. A couple of things are at play here. The Chase Young penalty was reckless, needless, stupid, dumb, just in a a bad mistake. And he admitted he took to the podium afterwards, wanted to say, hey, look, it was a rookie mistake, rookie mistake. Uh, He didn't think, and you'll hear this, it was a great call. And I don't think Ron Rivera, obviously, and you'll hear that, didn't think it was a great call either because his point was, is, hey, hey, wait a second, they've been doing this to Alex Smith all day. Now, I don't know if they've been doing, I never saw them two-hand shove, push Matt Stafford like Chase Young did and kind of knock him off balance, sort of knock him down. But the bottom line is, Ron Rivera said he saw something similar to that, them knocking Alex Smith down well after the throw several times. I'll take his word for it. I haven't watched the tape yet. Here's the deal. The problem was, on the Chase Young penalty play, Washington should have lost the game anyway. They got torched for a deep bomb to uh, Cephas, um, uh, Quentin Cephas. I mean, I've never even heard of the guy. 
and he was wide open. And if it was just a touch better of a throw, maybe just a touch tighter, and if Cephas maybe doesn't lose it trying to track it over his head, he's wide open, and he's beyond the Washington secondary and Troy Apke, who was the closest defender in coverage. Washington should have lost the game probably on that particular play because that would have been a touchdown, number one. Number two, I think, and I talked about this on the postgame show that I did on 106.7 The Fan with former Washington tight end Logan Paulson. A caller actually brought it up, and it was a more than fair point. And going back and thinking about it and kind of trying to put the pieces together, that incomplete, the, the penalty to Chase Young happens with six seconds left. Detroit's got one timeout left. They are, for a 59-yard field goal, what are they, at the 40, 41 and a half, whatever it is, right? They have to get just a short amount of yardage, 9, 10, 11 yards, in this particular spot to get Prater to under 60. Now, Prater can kick from over 60, but, I mean, obviously, the longer it is, the harder it is, theoretically. So they get nine yards on a little dump down to Marvin Jones that takes three seconds to complete. Why? Because Washington is playing off man to try and take away the intermediate 10 to 15 yard strike, but they're also trying to creep back because they don't know what six seconds left if if Detroit's going to have enough time to execute a short pass, timeout, and get the kicking unit on, again, in six seconds. So they're trying to take away the potential for a heave to the end zone or near by playing off. So basically, they were kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't, right? They're trying to take away the the intermediate 10 to 20-yard pass, which gets Prater a lot closer and could be thrown along the sideline, and they're trying to take away the deep pass that they just got burnt on, and that they got burnt on earlier in the game as Kendall Fuller fell for a pump fake by Stafford and gave up a 55-yard touchdown pass on Detroit's first drive of the game. You know, we can say, well, why does Washington secondary always play backwards? It is that and the other thing. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't sometimes. The biggest problem is is that because of Stafford's big arm and because of what they did on that first series of the game, the 55-yarder, and what they had just done on that first play, and I don't know until I talk to Jack Del Rio, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to ask him this question. Maybe we'll try and ask Ron Rivera on Monday. I don't know if they're playing off because not only they are trying to give away, or not give up the, the intermediate pass, which makes sense, but also because they're terrified that Stafford's going to throw the ball deep on them as he did, again, the play before and the 55-yarder. So it'll be interesting to see what Ron, Jack, whatever, says about that particular sequence. Again, bad penalty, bad decision by Chase Young, but the bottom line is that's not the only reason why they lost this football game. Continuing along right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, I'm your host, Chris Russell. The uh, Washington football team loses 30-27. to Listen, great comeback down 24-3. to with 7.58 left to go in the third quarter, I, I did not think it was going to happen when they get that 
Uh, next touchdown, DeAndre Swift, the 15-yard touchdown pass uh, from Matthew Stafford. Bostic beat, sucked in uh, on the swing uh, in the right flat. Chase Young, you know, off to that side, capping off an 11-play, 75-yard drive, seven minutes and two seconds, just kind of breaking your spirit, breaking your, your back, if you will. Midway through the third quarter, they took the ball at, you know, at the start of the third quarter and did whatever they wanted. Did whatever they wanted. You're down 24 to 3. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Alex Smith, with his arm, largely leads three scoring drives capped off by three touchdown runs. J.D. McKissick, a two-yarder. Antonio Gibson, a two-yarder. Antonio Gibson, a five-yarder. Capping off two 11-play drives, one for 82, one for 84. So it's not like they quick strike. I mean, they had to work hard for these. And then a six-play, 66-yard drive. So three scoring touchdown drives all in a row from down 24-3 to to now tied 24-24. Then Detroit gets the ball again, drives right Right down the field, DeAndre Swift killing Washington. Um, you know, the defense looks gas, can't get off the field. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, they force a three and out after several first downs. So it's not a true three and out, but Detroit has the ball first and 10, I want to say roughly at the 10, 12 yard line, somewhere in that range. And they force, well, maybe it was a little bit further back than that but then they forced three straight incompletions and you know no ability to get the first down ryan kerrigan had a big pressure chase young had a big pressure uh and i think it was um i think it was kendall fuller that had a big run stop i could be wrong on that um but Either way, they get off the field in what looked like, surely, a go-ahead touchdown drive, and Matt Prater kicks a 37-yard field goal, right? An 11-play drive, 3 minutes and 32 seconds. So Washington takes over, and they got plenty of time left. They got two and a half minutes left, the two-minute warning. They had, I think, one of their timeouts left, and they ultimately put a drive together that ends in a 41-yard field goal, tying 27-27 for Dustin Hopkins with 16 seconds left. And the reason why they got that drive was a ticky-tack fourth down call on um, on one of the Detroit defenders, uh, th- their corner, uh, Desmond Trufant, a former first-round pick, and also a holding call or an illegal contact, I think it was, on a third down incomplete. So two extending drive. So we wouldn't have even probably been in that position, quite honestly, if not for that. Now, the one thing I will also add is on that particular drive that Hopkins kicks the 41-yard game-winning, uh, game-tying field goal, I mean, you had a penalty on special teams from James Smith-Williams, a penalty on the subbing right tackle, David Sharp, who was playing right tackle because Morgan Moses had to switch from right tackle to left tackle because Cornelius Lucas got hurt and didn't return halfway through the fourth quarter. Not a good sign there. You had, so a penalty on, again, David Sharp. You had a penalty on the kickoff, James Smith-Williams. You had a five-yard delay of game on Alex Smith, plus then on that final sequence drive for Detroit, leading to the 59-yard field goal, you had the Chase Young 15-yard penalty. Four penalties, self-destruction, kick yourself in the foot, whatever, whatever you want to say, style for the Washington football team, and that's how they lose. Earlier in the game, Detroit was up, 
14-3, 17-3, 24-3, again midway through the third quarter, 17-3 at the half. Washington has now been outscored 148-72 to in the first halves combined of nine games. That's utterly absurd. You cannot continue to play like that. Washington ran 83 plays. Detroit ran 55. That's because they scored quick. The Hall 55-yard touchdown pass, the Jones 27-yard touchdown pass, only later in the game uh, did Detroit kind of, again, work up some longer drives, the DeAndre Swift 15-yard touchdown pass uh, in 11-play drive again to start the third quarter, uh, and an uh, 11-play drive that led to the Prater 37-yard field goal, which ultimately put Detroit ahead the first time uh, and then forced Washington to, of course, tie it up. So that's a big picture look. Obviously, we have more to discuss. Alex Smith was tremendous. Uh, What else can you say? 38 of 55, 390, no touchdowns, no picks, 89-2 rating. Don't let the no touchdowns fool you. I mean, they weren't 390 totally empty yards. They were big yards in a lot of cases. Sure, they were playing from behind and chucking the ball all over the place. Again, 55 attempts is not what you want. Um, But 390 yards, great. Those three short rushing touchdowns came off the arm of Alex Smith, period. So, you know, I mean, he won't get credit for it. He'll get credit for, of course, the 30, uh, 390 yards, but he deserves at least one or two of those touchdowns uh, in terms of his stats. But, he, you know, doesn't matter. They still lost 30 to 27. I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. When we return, Ron Rivera, next. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, I'm Chris Russell, right out to head coach Ron Rivera on the podium or at the podium in Detroit, courtesy of WashingtonFootball.com. Well, he hit him too hard, I guess. You know, I mean, they hit our guy and knocked him to the ground. We didn't get a penalty, so, you know, just a little inconsistent. Ron, what do you say to Chase Young? Is that is that basically a teachable moment for the rookie in a sense? It is, you know, because, um, you know, the, the quarterbacks are, 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 are treated extra special, so we have to we have to be aware of that. What, what changed for you guys in the second half offensively? Um. I just think we made plays. You know, it, it's 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 one of those things that we didn't make plays in the in the in the first half. We got down to the red zone twice and went backwards twice. You know, we get down to the red zone and and we missed a kick. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when you get down to the red zone, you've got to put points on the board. And we didn't, and twice we went backwards. So that's frustrating. Uh, it's a matter of making plays, and making plays is as simple as making a block. It's as simple as catching a ball. It's as simple as making a run making a read. Um, we didn't do that. And, and, and again, 
you know, I always tell you guys, we have to look at what we call, you know, are we putting our guys in position to give them a chance to win football games? That's the most important thing. And we'll look at that and we'll figure out, you know, uh, the direction we're heading. Ron, what did you make of Alex? Um, I thought he played a heck of a football game, you know, uh, he's, uh, I think he's getting more and more comfortable back there. Um, Decision-making is getting quicker. You see some of the really good decisions, some excellent throws, put the ball where he needed to. Um, and again, I just, I just, that was good to see. It really was going forward. You know, he's, 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 he's really just getting stronger and stronger. And when you guys needed a response, he delivered. What did you just make up his ability to do that? That's who he is. I mean, you know, uh, I, I thought the protection for the most part was pretty good, uh, especially in the second half. We did some nice things. And uh, I think once our guys settled in, um, you know, we, we, we were able to protect him and give him time to find the guys downfield. Those guys made a lot of plays. Hey, Ron, Ron. sometimes whether you guys, whether their team wins or loses a game does not always reflect on how well a team performed. How well do you think you guys played today? I thought we played well enough to win. It's just unfortunate it didn't work out that way. Um, you know, we left, like I told the guys, we left nine points out on the field and we gave them three. So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, I tell the guys, you, you, you can't play against two teams on, uh, on Sunday, them and us, you know, and, and sometimes we do ourselves in uh, by some of the mistakes we make. Ron, that final uh, Detroit series, there were 16 seconds left on the clock. What was the de defensive approach there, the, the final 16 seconds? Well, we wanted to keep in front of us, um, make the tackle, make them use their timeouts. We knew they were going to systematically try and just move the ball forward. And so, you know, we, we, we were trying to, you know, wear the clock down. And unfortunately, the 15-yard penalty was, 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 a huge, uh, was a huge mistake on our part. Hey, Ron, have you, have you thought about yet, just took a step back and just looked at Alex Smith and his comeback and what he has gone through to get to this moment right now? Have you taken a, a minute to reflect that? Um, yeah, every day, I think. I, I think about, you know, the things that he's done and, you know, where he, where he is today. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a heck of a story, but to be honest with you, you know, the thing I'm really pleased is with the way he's played, you know, and when, 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 when you get that kind of play from the quarterback, it shows the development of those guys around him. I mean, you know, look at what we've seen from Cam Sims. Look at what we, we're, we're seeing from Isaiah Wright, you know, uh, Antonio Gibson. I mean, you know, when, when, when good things are happening like that, you're, you're, you're developing players. And, and that's the other thing that we, we have to work on as we go forward is making sure our guys are developing and, and, and giving us a chance to, to compete out there. Hey, Ron, hey, you Ron, said you played well enough to win. At what point, I guess, are you, I imagine it's now, but hoping that playing well enough to win does equal wins, this team kind of learning how to win in these close situations. That's exactly it, and that's what I told to the guys. I said, the guys, hey, we're learning to win. The thing we got to learn is to finish now. I mean, that's that's probably the biggest thing we've had right now is we've, we've been in position, um, you know, the last, what, the last three or four games we've played, and it's just a matter of finishing it off. Um, it's exciting. Uh, that's one thing is our guys aren't quitting, and that's one thing, I, I you know, I, I appreciate is that the guys continue to compete. I think that's important is that they keep as they compete and they give themselves a chance. What do you say to Chase Young after a play like that at the end? Yeah, you just tell him, hey, you know, you got to be aware. Just understand, you know, that that's the quarterback and, and what they may have gotten away with in college. Unfortunately, they're, they're you know, they're going to treat these guys a little bit, a little bit um, more carefully, you know. Um, and uh, so, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's unfortunate and he'll learn from it. and. 
you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's tough. Ron, is there a certain calm that is there a certain calm that Alex will bring, you know, in a moment when you're down 24, three like that? Yes. Um, and there's a certain confidence too, that uh, you can see the other guys um, and you can hear the other guys talk about their confidence in him as, as, as he moves the ball and moves the team. Hey, Ron, what's the latest on the on the injuries for DeShazer Everett and uh, Lucas? Couldn't tell you. I haven't talked to Ryan Vermillion yet, and um, I do know we sent uh, DeShazer in for x-rays. That's the only thing I can tell you. Um, I think they both had ankles, but I'm, I'm only guessing, so don't quote me on that. And, and with, the, with the offensive line, typically over the years, no matter what, Morgan Moses stays on the right side. What was the thinking going into moving him to the left side uh, when Lucas went down? Um, just, um, you know, we, we, we feel that Davids is a, a, a pretty good right tackle, uh, probably a better right than he is left, and, and we felt Morgan is uh, gives us a little bit better guy at left. Uh, but we moved them both around both sides. You guys had some trouble with Swift early in terms of bringing him down. What, what changed offensively, and, and what were those struggles? Well, again, the, the biggest thing is is just really being where you're supposed to be, you know, doing your job more so than anything else. And, um, you know, we, we played inconsistent more than we did anything else. Um, that's probably the biggest disappointment is, is, is to help ourselves on defense. We have to play consistent football. And, um, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily get it consistently, obviously. Um, and that's just part of the struggle. Ron, what hey, Ron, is that? What would you describe to the fact that what would you ascribe to the fact that Alex Smith in his 16th career and obviously having not started for two years, he comes out and he throws for back-to-back 300 yards games, first time in his career, most completions in his career. What do you ascribe to that success, especially so late in his career and what he's all been through? Well, I, I think, first of all, um, we've got some pretty good young players that are learning to play. I mean, you look at Terry to begin with, and you know, then you go right down the line with, uh, with, uh, with, with Cam Sims and Isaiah Wright and, 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 you know, Steven Sims. I mean, we got a lot of young guys out there that are, that are, you know, that have the potential to be explosive guys. I think, you know, the best thing that's happening right now is they're playing a lot of football. Then you, you know, you, sh- you throw in the tight end and what we're getting from Logan and then what we're getting from the two backs. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's a pretty good group and, and it's a young group. Again, you guys have heard me talk about this and, and the only way young players get better, obviously, is, you know, get their, get their chances out on the field to, to learn and grow. And, you know, Alex has done a good job distributing the ball. Um, you know, one thing that I always try to look at is uh, is the ball distribution. You know, you, you hate to see it go to one guy all the time, but when you look at you open up the thing and you see how many targets he's thrown, you know, and, and I think in this game there's probably eight or nine different targets he threw to, I think. That, you know, talks about the guy spreading the ball. So you have to be on your game when you're out there, um, you know, with Alex. And, and that's one of the uh, really cool things about this is that uh, – you know, it's a good young group of, of guys, and you have a guy that's distributing it to them. Hey, Ron, Ron, with 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 Alex, you said that he helps those guys develop. How else? How else is he doing that? Is it stuff that he tells them? Is it also is it distributing the ball, like you said? Is it just one of the little things he does that is helping them? It's exactly them? that. I mean, John, you, you honestly, you you answered the question. It's the way he talks to them, the way he, he distributes the ball, he keeps them involved. You know, um, when you're distributing the ball, okay every player out there realizes you have to be on your game because he could come to you. You could be the third or fourth option. He may throw the ball your direction. So you've got to be on your game. You've got to run your route the way you're supposed to and then be be prepared. And I think that helps the young guys. Um, I know he helps with the line calls and and, and the guys up front. So that's important too. So, 
you know, and then his confidence and his calm, as somebody talked about earlier. That's what he brings to the table. We'll take Ron, a couple more. Ron, what, the way that, that Alex kind of moved that, drive, that last drive, it was kind of a rocky drive, but it, it felt like he kind of managed the, the team through that. Did, did, was there something that kind of came from that in your mind? Say that again. The, the two-minute drive with uh -huh. Alex, the way he kind of managed that, you know, it was kind of a rocky drive. It felt like he kind of was able to push it through. Where, you know, how did you kind of look at that last drive? Um, I saw it exactly the way you did. You know, we missed a couple throws, um, you know, that, that uh, we should have caught. And, um, and, and that, you know, changed, obviously, some of the fortunes out there. But, you know, he made the plays when we needed him to have him play made and some of the guys came up big and um, you know that's what again what you're hoping for you know the, the way he handled the two minute that was excellent as far as I'm concerned um, because it gave us a chance to win. Hey Ron, Ron you um, mentioned uh, consistently that the your team had to learn how to win in Carolina and it, and it paid off down the road does this feel like that at all or is it its own separate thing? No it does feel like it to a degree um, it is different because the players are younger in my opinion um, and I think that both with the exception of the quarterback, uh, but that bodes well for the development of the team. And, and, and again, I, I think having Alex out there with those young guys right now has been a really good thing for us these last couple of weeks. And uh, we'll continue to work and keep everybody focused and continue to play hard. Hey guys, we'll take three more. Ron, slow starts. Obviously, that's, I'm sure that's a huge frustration for you. What is it with this team? Why do you think there, there, there are these slow starts and, and how do you fix that going forward and get this team kind of starting better early on in the game? Well, you know, the biggest thing is, 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 you know, sometimes you get out there and you kind of feel your way through things. And, you know, we had an opportunity to set a tempo on the first drive and, and we went backwards. And sometimes stuff like that throws you off your mark. And uh, I think that got into our guys a little bit. Uh, defensively, we played, we played very inconsistent. Um, you know, we had some opportunities to, 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 to stop these guys and we didn't do it. That's, um, you know, again, just understanding that, you know, you got to do your job. Hey, Ron, uh, the, the NFC East, uh, the Eagles lost to the Giants today. I'm just wondering now your take on the position that you're in and still do you still feel like you can still win this division? And just to talk about how the division now looks after the Giants beat the Eagles. Well, the biggest thing we have to do is we have to go out and, and take care of our own business more so than anything else. And we can't worry about what happens with these guys because we focus in, in on what we do win some football games, it gives us a chance. And you never know. Uh, again, there's, there's still seven games left to go. Um, you know, we still have an opportunity to play both the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, we, you know, we had an opportunity to beat the Giants. We did. Uh, but, you know, we'll go out, we'll compete, we'll play. And uh, like I always tell everybody, we'll show up on Sunday and give it our best. Hey, Ron, on that first drive, that second down and two, the reverse, what, what, what went wrong on that play? The um, – what you count for with the action is you count for that, that defensive end to come flat. The defensive end got straight up field, and, and once he set the edge, we were in trouble. Um, and, and you just got to give kudos for the guy for going upfield instead of chasing uh, on the backside. Obviously, it's easy to second-guess a call, but you guys had everything moving. Do you go back and you say, hey, I still like that call, or do you wish that you know, maybe – well, we go, when we go back and watch the tape, we'll see. Because if he cuts down the line like he had, you know, earlier in the in the, in, in in the series, you know, we got a chance to make a big play off of it. So, you know, because because what you're doing is as, as you watch the play that you're running, you're watching what everybody does. That helps set up your next call. 
And so in that situation, set of circumstances, you know, we'd seen something that told us that, hey, this guy's coming down the line. We got a chance to get the ball out around the corner and get a big play on it. And unfortunately, he got vertical and, and disrupted the play. All right, and that's Ron Rivera, head coach of a 2-7 and seven Washington football team. We'll finish it up with Chase Young next. All right, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Built Bar. We keep telling you about Built Bar, guys, and we will keep telling you. Why? Because they have 18 amazing flavors, including six new-ish flavors, that just make the new Built Bars even better than already they were, and they were already tremendous. How about a caramel brownie? How about a lemon almond cheesecake? How about an apple almond crisp? That feels very fall-like, right? How about 12 original flavors? Mint brownie, peanut butter, banana bread, German chocolate. How about double chocolate? Peanut butter brownie, oh, so good. Bars are covered 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, great for any diet, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Again, great for any diet that you want, great after a workout, great as a meal replacement. It is Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On and get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with Chase Young after his controversial penalty and once again, a lot of criticism on Twitter at least about Chase Young in terms of not being dominant, not being explosive, not being able to get to the quarterback, not being able to stop the run. I mean, things were a lot better in the second half, obviously, than in the first half. Let's hear from Chase Young. Hey, hey, Chase, we'll ask the, about that last play first. What, what, what did you see on that play um, on the penalty? Uh, was going hard. Um, you know, it, it was a split decision whether to go or stop, and I just went rookie mistake. You know what happens. Chase, what, what are you thinking when you when you walk off the field there? Rookie mistake. Got it back to drawing boards and, and uh, you know, made the corrections. Um, you know, new week, new opportunity. Chase, do you think that play deserved the flag? I think it was a close call for real. I was going hot. Rookie mistake. Chase, have you ever had a moment like that happen before? And if so, what did you do and how did you kind of respond to it? You know, it hurt. I mean, I can't be too down on myself. I was going hot. Sometimes it happens. And for you guys as a defense, uh, going first half to second half was just so different. How, how did you guys contain the run so much better for the second half? Um, I had to bring juice out. Had to try to get the guys hype. Um, you know, offense and defense. Uh, you know, uh, trying to get them, trying to get them going. And, and, they, and the guys that came out, we came out with juice. How did those five-man fronts help? They help with the uh, with the run, um, definitely. Uh, they help you get a one-on-one matchup. Uh, you know, they was trying to pound, um, you know, inside and, and bring that jumbo set. So, um, you know, we had to adjust. 
Chase, was it important for you to come out and speak with us today, regardless of however you felt about the penalty or where the refs did? Was it important for you to, you know, I guess, take ownership? And, and was that a choice of yours to come out here today? I'm just, just curious. I had to get myself together, definitely, before coming on. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's, that's always what I say. It is what it is. And can't change it. You got to keep going. Let's take two more. Chase, this team has lost a lot of close games, especially in the last month. How close is this team to kind of putting it all together here? I think we're real close. Um, you got to keep going. That's the only thing I'm going to say. You got to keep going. Chase, even, even though it was a loss, are you able to take away some of the positives from this and the way you guys were able to come back in the second half? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you asked a question. What was the difference? And, uh, you know, second half, we just had a lot more juice. Um, and, you know, we, we was, you know, you just seeing the energy, um, you know, throughout our defense. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to our sponsor, Built Bar, for being with us on this Misery Monday. I'm Chris Russell. Back with another episode before you know it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and L-O-W-F-T. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.